couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Hi. She talked to me. Oh, heart. Oh, bliss. Stop it. There's this crazy rumor going around. We were wondering if you knew anything. I know everything. Are the savages coming here? No. It's a crazy rumor. Sorry. Bronco? Look, I'm not supposed to talk about it, okay? You mean it's true? Come on, you have to tell me. It's me. They're gonna be here tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah, they're using this school to shoot a video. Just don't tell anybody, okay? They don't want a lot of fans around. may take a lot of your soul, but sneaking around makes Radage bring the smack down. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of everybody's <laughs> favorite podcast about everyone's favorite Canadian teenage melodrama, Narbos and Broomheads. I am your host for this evening. My name is Barry. You can follow me on Twitter at Barry R. Flynn. But more important than that, follow the podcast at Narbos Podcast. Or if you feel like you'd like to, send us an email at narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Who else do we have out there today? Let's go do it by alphabetical of last names. So let's see who Whoa. can think under feet. <laughs> I don't even know you. I was going to say middle names, names, but I don't know everybody. <laughs> K S is that me? I think it is. K. Hi, what's up, peeps? I am Courtney Kemp. K starts with a K. Um. Yeah, check me out on Instagram at uh, Courtney.1293. And we are on Instagram at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. And I will take a minute to shout out my um, most favorite uh, follow of the last week. It's Tyrell Luheed. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, his uh, profile, gay artist in Edmonton, Alberta, Degrassi fan, loves doing arts and crafts. Um, he has done some amazing fan art, most recently, Leaky Arthur. So wow. check him out. He is amazing. Love it. Is there a picture of this? Yes, I actually shared it on our Narbos and Broomheads uh, story. 
He okay. has done a ton of Degrassi fan art, and they're fantastic. I love it. Awesome. You, sh- you got to go check it out. It's great. Did you figure out how to use Instagram? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Step one, figure out. Yeah. He actually has it, a fantastic drawing of uh, your favorite, um, Wheel's dad. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Sipping on that sipping on that milkshake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, check out Tyrell. He's fantastic. I don't know anyone's last name. <laughs> I don't know who goes next. I think I th- Teddy I th- goes next. I think so, yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, ho. Oh, Barry's looking at me. Hey, I'm on a podcast. That's right. My name is Ted. Actually, that that's not a line in, uh, in Degrassi High. That's in Junior High, I believe. Not that line, but, you know. Hey, it's me. It's uh, Ted. I'm going to say Wathri. And, uh, yeah. And uh, the kittens will play while the daddy cat is away. And uh, yeah, because Alan's not here; he's uh, he's behind the scenes. Oh yeah, he's so also mu- behind so, bars. Mm-hmm. Mew mew. He's in the drunk tank, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna spread all kinds of rumors. <laughs> yeah, it's true about daddy cat Al. <laughs> Daddy cat. This is probably all getting cut. I'm sorry, Alan. <laughs> my name's Ted. Cut. Follow me online if you want. See pictures of my dog. Now we'll toss it over to the last surname in the alphabet. <laughs> now her name is not Z. Well, my, well my, my surname begins with S. So, uh, I'm Arlo, uh, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we established that. Yeah. Tell no, me I, more. Tell me more. I did not change my name when I when I no. became married. I don't. You <laughs> said, that's so yeah. romantic, when I became married. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's tough. Didn't have to change my freaking name. Don't get me started on a feminist rant already. Like, let's okay. <laughs> just do it. All right. All right. So before we get into this episode, I wanted to get a little programming note. As we all are aware, we're coming up to the end of the series. So uh, the last uh, episode that we're going to be recording is going to be on December 18th. And our plan is, I don't know how we're going to do it. I guess Alan knows the technology because I certainly don't. But we are going to live stream the last podcast. So. Yeah, bye-bye. If you go on Facebook and you look for Narbos and Broomheads One Last Dance, which is the name of the event, you will be able to find it and you can join and you'll be able to. We were going to be live streaming that. Again, how I don't know. The technology does exist. I don't know how it exists, but I put my utmost faith and Alan can do it. Mm-hmm. So, December 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, put that on your calendars. So we're not too good on time zones because we're spread over a couple and we, we've messed it up more than once. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> Yeah. And also on top of that, and more importantly, and we'll just lay off the jokes for a quick second here, we're actually doing a fundraiser for the Kids Help Phone. So if anybody doesn't know, the Kids Help Phone is a service provided in Canada free of charge. It's a 1-800 number. I believe you can text and email now uh, providing uh, mental health support or any support for children. I uh, distinctly remember these commercials when I was first a kid, and you see like seven-year-olds uh, calling this and asking how to do suicide and all this. So uh, it does a very good service. It's answered millions of uh, calls over the years. I'm sure it saved many lives. So uh, we're doing a fundraiser for that. So if you go to GoFundMe.com and you search for Narbos and Broomheads, you'll find it. Uh, If you go to our Facebook uh, uh, event for this One Last Dance live stream that we're going to do, you can find it there as well. 
Uh, we're hoping to raise 500 bucks. We're already halfway there. So uh, if anybody's interested in donating to that very worthy cause, please uh, check us out on the Facebook. I'm sure the link is on the Twitter. And uh, yeah, it would be great. I think it's a, it's a great cause, and it's a, it was a great idea that we uh, raised some money for it. It is for it is just to throw in there. It is for everybody too. It, it is kids' help phone, but they will talk to anybody for, uh, yeah. So any any type of reason, any crisis. Okay. Just want to throw. They don't ask for ID. They just no, they, no, say, no, yeah. When were you born? Okay, sorry. You, you got to call the adult line. <laughs> no, I don't. Mean and you don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> And the uh, and the other thing too is uh, you know this is being recorded in 2020. So if you like, if it's like 20 years later and you listen to this, you don't remember what 2020 <laughs> was. Uh, 2020 was the year of COVID-19. So uh, there was a lot of social isolation and calls to services like this have gone up uh, exponentially. So uh, they you know they definitely need all the help they can get. So anything that any anything counts, a few bucks, whatever you can throw their way, I'm sure it'll be much appreciated. We'll certainly appreciate it. But they'll appreciate it that much more. Working on my promo skills. I'll do a wrestling promo now in a little bit, but uh, that's good. You sounded very earnest. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I bought. It. I bought it. That's right. So that's my ax. My acting ability. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So, anything you want to talk about before we get into this this episode? Extra curricks. Uh, this one's. Let's face it. This one's pretty light. Yeah. This is this is a throwaway episode. I don't think it does yeah. much for the plot or anything else. But it's a it's a it's a fun watch. It is. It's uh, it, yeah. It's light. It's fun, and I think we need it considering what's uh, what's in the very near future. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. Exactly. So, yeah. They they probably yeah. could have followed that with this one. Maybe probably with a little bit better uh, pacing. Well, yeah. Let's just let Snake enjoy his stupid camping gear and give <laughs> give him everything he wants because things are going <laughs> yeah. downhill fast. Right. Real fast. Well, let's let's get into it. It's called Extracurricular Activities. It originally aired on Christmas Eve. I mean, sorry, New Year's Eve on no, ne- uh, December thirty first, nineteen ninety. Oh. Written by Yan Moore and directed by our good friend Johnny B. Yes. Oh, so we bam! Johnny we B. Back in the house. Sniff, sniff. <laughs> sniff. I thought sniff, you said sniff, sniff. Sniff, sniff. That's that's that, that might be a bit topical, but I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Johnny B had the snip snip. I don't know. Did he get the snip snip? Like, so, so like we still take my cocaine. Those kids will try to take my cocaine. I don't know. Allegedly. That doesn't make any sense. What? Yeah, so we, said, we said this was a late one. So how do you think Johnny B pitched this one to Ann Moore? <laughs> oh, God. How do you think he pitched it? I don't know. I, I, I can't do the voices like... Uh, like James, James. we yeah. yeah. I wish we could uh, phone a friend here. James would be all over this. Excuse yeah. me, con sir. Plot of <laughs> oh, this he's... forthcoming episode oh, will British be one now. of the savages shooting musical video at the school, <laughs> and there will be sneaking and conniving and camaraderie and all the above. <laughs> it will be grandiose. Beyond wild imagination. Thank you, sir. Good night. I bid you adieu. Off into the evening I shall go. I feel like that was like that- Mr. Mr. Webster's. <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Webster turns into a leprechaun in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let it come do. It's magnetism. Whatever. I can't do an Irish accent very well. I think it's a Scottish accent. I think. Is it? Yeah. 
or or as Alan calls it, a Ted accent. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I envision I envision it more like Johnny be like, okay, Yan, I got this idea. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna do a music video. Okay, and what are we got? Rock stars. What are rock stars like? They're like two things. The two B's. What are the two B's? Bitches and blow. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Amy and that other bitch. You know her, the ones that were stripping in the bathroom, and we'll get all kinds of blow. And we're going to get them in. They're going to dress in bikinis. We've never done that before. They've never dressed in bikinis. We're going to, they're going to, what are they going to do? They're going to go into the, to the rockers and they're going to there. And they're going to do a blow off, off their asses. That's what they want to do. That's what rock stars do. I'll show them how to do it. I'll, I'll do the first couple. I'll show them how to do it. He has all the same ideas that the Zit Remedy has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the exact same girls in the exact same bikinis. I, I apologize, James, if you're listening. I can't do it nearly as good as you. That was great. That was great. Yeah. That was great, Johnny B. Yeah. All right. So let's get into let's get into the episode here. So let's we start off we start off with Lucy uh bragging to LD, LD about her love life. She has a uh a sweet tape recorder to uh emphasize the uh the emotional event that she now has a boyfriend. Uh she asks LD if she's had any luck on the islands. Which hmm, we I don't know what she, she means. Did. What luck? I don't know. She is uh, sporting the Claritech shirt. So, again, we're really <laughs> going high on, on the product placement. She throws a picture of Bronco and her at the dance. And Bronco is not wearing his trademark hat. I don't know if anyone noticed this. This is the first time I think I've ever seen him wear his. Uh, what is that hat, anyway? It's like, a, like an eight ball hat or something. I oh, is that it? It's like a leather soccer ball. I was going to say it's a leather soccer ball hat <laughs> with, with colors. <laughs> So he just went to the store and cut out like, like <laughs> went to Canadian Tire and got a utility knife and just cut it out and was like, oh, I guess this, this works with the soccer ball. <laughs> this works. I'm gonna make this a thing. This is cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's like the accompaniment to the eight ball jacket. Yeah, it seems it is. Yeah, if you had an eight ball jacket, he'd be the coolest guy in Degrassi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Lucy tells uh, LD that things are going along great. For once, something is finally going to work out for her. Uh. She said she she said she's glad the condom machines are put in school because she's hoping to need one soon, and she doesn't want uh, Yan Moore's mother watching her when she buys them. <laughs> or is a kid? Or is the kid Hood's it, it mom? Was, I don't remember. It was oh, kid okay. Hood's mom. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then there's a very abrupt cut to the opening credits. Almost like they they stop rolling, or Johnny B was like, "Cut, let's go. That's enough." Yeah. It was like it seemed like. Yeah, it seemed like it just kind of looks like they cut it off, right? I had commented, like, this is why everything goes wrong for Lucy, this very scene. She fucking jinxed it. She's like, I think everything's going to work out. Yeah, and it always does in Degrassi. You jinxed it. You said it out loud. Everything is going to not work out. It's going to be the opposite for you. Enjoy Mm -hmm. your eyeballs. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Great Christmas card. Enjoy, enjoy your eyeballs. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy your eyeballs. Yeah. And then you open up dot 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 while you can. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. and then it's a musical card and it goes <laughs> but it does it really <laughs> bad. <laughs> when you close it. I never went that far. I did. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, if you want Anybody, uh, you can talk to us through Narbos and Broomhead's uh, Instagram if you want us to, uh, me and Courtney, to write any uh, uh, Christmas or holiday cards for you. We can oh, do yes. that. Yes, clearly. I mean, I'd, I feel like we should do a holiday run of cards now. I mean, I would, 
honestly, I would purchase Merry Christmas, Enjoy Your Eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my like uh, longest best friend is, is she owns a stationery company, <laughs> so I'm seriously gonna ask her if she'll do that for us. Nice, Ashley. Nice. If you're listening, get on it. All right, there we go. <laughs> that was a threat. <laughs> yeah, you better do it. Damn it. Oh, I didn't mean uh-huh. to sound so threatening. No, Sorry. it's fine. Up the threat, then you'll know she'll do it. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's fair. So, so anyway, we, we go to the uh, first scene here. We got Nancy uh, working hard to promote recycling. There's a big green box prominently displayed. Definitely no foreshadowing going here. It's like, it like almost like they're like, uh-huh, see this box? See how big it is? See if somebody could fit in there? <laughs> it was very prominently. It was never spoken about. I don't think recycling was ever shown before or after, but it was really prominently displayed. I was really confused by the sudden appearance of recycling as like one of their PSAs. Yeah, it really came out of nowhere. So we see Scott recycling something. I'm assuming it's anger management pamphlets. <laughs> hey, yo. Burn on Scott. Yeah. Maybe it's Burn his restraining Scott. order that he I mean, care Scott, about. Scott is friends hey. with Bronco. We've seen them in the background talking before. Yeah. So perhaps he has been guilted into it by Bronco. Pro- yeah, probably. Um, so we see. I do. Sorry, yeah. one more. I do enjoy how like Nancy is standing guard at the recycle bin. And everybody just happens to have a lot of paper to recycle as they're going by. Yeah, and as and as they give as they put something in the bin, she gives them a, like a pamphlet. That's like, my I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they just throw them in the recycling the bin and take some more paper. <laughs> this paper was recycled from the paper you just put in that box last week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. does not defeat the purpose at all. So uh, Lucy's walking by, starts recycling something, and she sports a big smile when she sees Bronco emerging from the closed doors of Radish's office. So it seems like Radish has given an 18-year-old student the authority to be in school by himself for a few hours for some event. He wants him there by 9, as he'll be there by 11, because he usually parties the night before and needs some extra time to sleep it off. (laughs) And, And also with this, it's vice principal etiquette, or anytime you're in a secret meeting, to... Speak what you're going to say in the meeting, then step outside the office and speak the exact same thing to reiterate everything secret that just happened behind the closed door. And it's, and yeah, so then, he then, then you got that here. You got to take the keys, you put them over your, over your head, and just bring them around so everybody can see them, and then give them to Bronco in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it's but, the Office of Invisibility. Secrecy 101. <laughs> this also seems mm-hmm. like a really poor plan in general like yeah. they couldn't find anybody else it has to yeah. no other adults were available it has to be the school the, the student yeah. it has to be a student let's give a student the keys so that we can put this big multi-million dollar video production off and one person will come will be a, be a student that'll be the guy in charge great plan. that'll be the guy in charge so the band comes in and they're like oh we don't like this wall we're gonna tear the whole thing down and Broca's <laughs> just like um, I don't think that's in the contract. And they're just like, no, nah, shut up, kid. Like, this is just a bad idea. And yeah. need to have someone who's there who's in charge. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's Bertram, right? Like, Bertram's yeah. rocking. It makes sense. It's yes. like, this is how I do it. So, yeah. <laughs> this is how I shoot my movies. This yeah. is who I put in charge. School president. Yep. So, Bronco says, no problem. It'll be the best day of his life so far. Because Lucy hasn't got her condom yet. Uh, and she says, he says, these guys are so cool. 
which I guess, you know, it, these, you know, according to the show, they're the super rock band. So it must be a pretty big deal to meet you know, one of your favorite bands and be in charge the entire school by yourself. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty big uh, responsibility. So, Very big. Yeah. Reddit says not to tell anybody. They, they want complete secrecy. And he says his lips are sealed and responsibility is his middle name. So again, Raditz gives him the keys in front of everybody that can see it. And uh, says we have a deal. So Bronco shirt says recycling, get into it. And to get into it is written on the big green box that's on the shirt. As in, you can get into it. No foreshadowing here. (laughs) I thought it was a blue box. It's green? Was it blue? Maybe it was blue. I don't know. I thought it was green. Maybe I'm just, I, I, I'm, they're green now, so that's what I'm remembering. So I could be wrong. Do you have green recycle bins? Yeah. Oh. Ours blue. Are, yeah, ours are blue too. Wait, am I, am I completely wrong, Ted? Are, are recycling's green here? Uh, We do have those green boxes, but uh, Aren't I don't know. Aren't those compost? Gr- green, green was paper. Uh, blue is, is like plastic bottles here, I do believe. Interesting. Yeah. I could be. I'm I'm too cool to do that. I take my all my McDonald's wrappers and stuff and just dump it into the nearest thing. No. Whether I just want to drive down the road. Like, put, yeah, when I'm driving down the road, I just put the window down and heave it out. That's what I do. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it as, it's like some old lady. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Well, I so. think the recycle bin's blue, but we can go okay. green. That's fine. Well, either way, there was a there was a recycling bin on his shirt, and it said recycling. Get into it, and to get into it was written on the. <laughs> Whatever color blocks that it was. Uh, he's sporting his trademark hat, which is good to see. Uh, Lucy asks what the secret rat is with Radich, and he basically looks worried and says it's just boring stuff and quickly changes the subject. Like, as soon as she said it, you can see it come on his face, like, uh-oh, she's on to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Bronco asks if they're still on for next week. She says less, yes, unless she has more important things to do, like washing her hair. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. And then... Bronco just busts a gut at that, that just pure comedy. Couldn't stop laughing from it. <laughs> He's like, what are you, Jerry Seinfeld? You're crazy. Yeah, he says, Actually, he says, you're good for my ego. Which, again, you know, really cornball jokes that they're flipping. Out. I guess they're in that lovey-dovey phase where they yeah, get away with that stuff, right? You'll laugh it's... at whatever they, like, your partner says. Everything's funny. Everything's cute. No. Good for them. So, yeah, good for them. Or... So, we're all very jaded people. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time yeah. when you're into like yeah. laughing at the other person's <laughs> jokes and it's like just the start of it and now it just sickens me. <laughs> yeah. Was that your impersonation of me? No, it was all of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that wasn't of you. Okay. <laughs> so, so we move to the next scene. We see Snake telling Simon about the big camping trip that him and Joey are going to go on. And he says, the best part about it is that you're not coming with us. So I don't know why he'd be bragging to Simon about this if uh, he had no intention of him going. So Simon says, yeah. Simon says, Lex will never let him go anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, to paint her toes or something. I'm trying to think like, and this is just my little whatever. Where they would be going camping in from Toronto? I know there's camping sites. I'm just wondering where they go to Sandbanks. Maybe I'm, I'm going to say Wasaga Beach. Oh, we well, could be going to Wasaga. That's my guess. It's like an hour and a bit away. That's not that far. I mean, Joey got the car. Hopefully, don't break down. He, he takes a special shortcut. 
That's true. Wasago's Vacuum beautiful. salesman drives by. Oh. <laughs> touchy, he knows what touchy. to do this time, though. Hmm. <laughs> Wheels told him. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a mm, from Barry going, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Uh, Lucy walks up to talk to the twins. Uh, Erica is conveniently wearing a Savage's shirt and sporting a Walkman clip to her skirt. So again, never heard her talk about Savage's, or maybe we have. I, I'm not sure, but it just, it's quite ironic that today's the day that she decided to support all her Savage's gear. It's a so, coincidence, probably. Yeah. So it turns out uh, the secrecy to stab- the Savage's uh, has already been leaked, as one of the uh, Erica overheard one of the teachers talking about it. Um, my guess is Wallfish. I think he's the one that blew it. I don't, I don't know what anybody thinks, but he seems mm-hmm. like he tries to be the cool teacher, right? I don't think he tries. I think he's just I'd, cool. Yeah, I'm with like, Courtney. I think play, he, he, he doesn't like try. He's just like plays in a new wave band or something. <laughs> Maybe he's in the Savages. Well, I think he said he told people that they were friends in high school or something like that. Mm, trying well, to impress one of his. As we find out soon, that one of the Savages went to the. Well, Have you ever seen Wallfish and the Savages in the same room at the same time? I could picture him in a new wave band, but he'd be mm-hmm. like one of those cool ones where like he comes out on stage and just hits one key and it's pre-programmed. It's like, <laughs> and he's just standing back, like kind of like whatever. And just really suit. And it's like, whoa, this is cool, man. Like he doesn't try hard at all, but it's, yeah. Can you picture that? I, I certainly can. That. That's what I'm doing right now is picturing that. You get me. You know what time it is. Wallfish time. <laughs> exactly. See, Courtney knows. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Erica also conveniently has a teen magazine. I think it was called Fan Magazine. I don't know if that's a real I don't. I'm assuming it's not a real one. But it was The Savages happened to be on the cover. Erica says it's her favorite band in the world. And they proceed to do a song and dance number. <laughs> and while they do this, there's two, there's two characters in the background. And I'm sure Arlo probably knows who they are. And as soon as they start singing, they start grooving along like like it's an actual Savages concert. I did want to talk about one of the people in the background in this Go ahead. shot. Okay, but first, first of all, the Savages song used in this episode was written by Keith White, who plays Tim on the show. Whoa. Yes. FYI. Nice. Okay. Yeah, great poll. Well, yeah, I had um, but also, there's one particular character, and he has popped up several times. And I have not been able to, like, on the list of the cast, he pops up several times. And it's always a character named Chico, who is Chico. always listed as uncredited. And I'm like, who is this fucking Chico person? Is, is and... his last name Santana? No, his last name is Amon. He actually has a last name, Chico Amon. And I'm like, who are you? And it's always uncredited, it says. It's always on these, like, like you know, on the wikis and things like that of the cast list. And I'm like, who are you? And no one ever has a picture on it on any of the websites. And he's on IMDb, but it's like a picture of him as, like, a small child. So I haven't been able to, like, place his face until this point. And in this episode and also the next one, I finally have placed this Chico guy. And he's the guy in the background. In this particular shot, he's wearing like a tie-dye ensemble, which is not unusual. But he's got long hair and he's got sort of like this pillbox hat. That looks oh, like I know who you're talking is, about. It's sort of like, you know, has sort of an ethnic design on it. It's sort of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
pillow box set. I don't know. I don't know what kind of hat to call it. I asked my husband, and I was like, "What kind of hat would you call that?" And he was like, "Um, like a culturally appropriated hat." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I don't know what the actual style of the hat is called. But anyway, this is the first time when I've actually been able to place this person's like face to the small child's face that I see on the on his IMDb page. He went on to become um, a fairly prominent key grip. And part of the electrical team for a lot of different productions. So mm-hmm. he worked on Anne with an E, Orphan Black, Little Mosque on the Prairie, Saw 2. So a lot, it's still working as a key grip. Um, but I was just like thrilled because I've seen him pop up several times in s- previous episodes and never been able to place that this person is Chico. Can you, so expl- you, know. can you explain <laughs> to the, the, the friends out there and to us, what a key grip is. Yeah, you you've you've been on set. It, I mean, it's part of the electrical team, basically. It's like like electronic stuff. And electronic for the <laughs> and what is the gaffer again? Um, the gaffer. I don't remember. I think it's with cords I'm, or something. I'm kind of just pushing bass because the helper okay. of the gaffer is the best boy, <laughs> yeah. and I go like. Yes, that's the position. What are you doing? I'm the best boy, baby. It's <laughs> great. Put that on your resume. That's great. <laughs> so who who wants to sing the number? Anybody? <clears throat> I think you oh, do, I mean, Barry. I think you do. Yeah, yeah, do it. Let's lay those those silky pipes on us. The, the golden pipes. Two, three, four. Rock. And roll takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of your soul. I said, roll and roll. Sit right back and let it take control. And then Wallfish broke it up, so I don't know the next layer. Whoa. Beating the drums tonight. So I got to admit, I found it catchy. I know it's pretty lame and everything, but I, I thought it was catchy. It was yeah. great. We but love yeah, it. Written, I love it. By the, by the guy who plays, plays Tim. And a boy, Tim. You should have broke that. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have broke that out on his date with Liz. It probably would have come out better. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Liz would like that song. No, probably not. It's too, it's too happy. Yeah. Get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. You and your song. Oh, no. She needs, like, the Marilyn Manson version of it. Yeah, um, yeah, you're, I think you're right. So, well, Wallfish comes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, let's hear more of that version. Uh, that's for the uh, extended version of the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The only so Wal- no. <laughs> Yeah, that's for my OnlyFans. So Wallfish comes in, and you can tell he kind of wanted to join in with the song and dance routine, I think. I think he just wanted to jump in there. He's like, I'm in this band. But uh, calls the girls' performance impressive, and they sit down half embarrassed, but more just laughing about it. So we cut to the science class. Right? Was it chemistry and physics? I just went with science, because that's, that's what wheels was on wheels report card. So I'm assuming this is a general science. Um, yeah, it's all science. So it's the grade 10 class here. Now, buddy's up there. What's this guy's name again? Uh, Mr. Webster. Webster. Webster is it? Webfoot. Isn't yep. it? Or Webster. Webster. I think that's the, um, <laughs> they, they call <laughs> him Webfoot. Oh, yeah. is they call him Webfoot? His okay. name is Webster. And this is where he turns into a fucking leprechaun. For yes. <laughs> he's asking all these questions with his with his accent, and no one knows any of the answers. So he's pretty pissed off. So he decides he's going to schedule a test, and everyone's upset about it. Joey's pissed off. It's going to ruin the big camping trip. 
Uh, I mean, that is a pretty big piss off. Friday afternoon, your fucking teacher decides at the last minute to give you a test Monday. Well, they, they didn't know dick. the answers. What See, man, dick. they get the power. We have what, drunk with power. Mm-hmm. That's a dick so. move, leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> so we get an announcement over to PA that the student council meeting is commencing shortly. Uh, Maya complains about the class to Caitlin. Uh, she wants Caitlin to come over and study. Um, but she has to tell her brother. Uh, Maya's happy. Her brother let him stay with the family. And uh, letting Caitlin stay with him. Caitlin says that she wishes uh, she lived closer because it takes 40 minutes to get to school from her brother's house. I took a bus 45 minutes every day to school, so I don't have any sympathy at all. No sympathy. <laughs> Shut up, Caitlin. That's right. Um, and didn't you get into fights on your bus? Oh, yeah. Lots of fights. See? You fight on smoking, the bus? Way worse. Smoking in the back, in the back seats? No. Uh, she says she's going to stay with her brother until her parents get divorced. And um, she wouldn't stay with her dad because her dad's going through a midlife crisis with her girlfriend. Just bitching about the whole situation. Maya's trying to play, you know what, give him a chance. And Caitlin's like, no, fuck them, basically. Um, she says no one will ever cheat on her. And I say, spoiler alert, watch out for Tessa. Um, hi mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. little, finger wag little finger wag uh, so we go to the next scene we got Heather wondering why the savages would ever come to the grassy Erica heard that one of them actually went there Lucy is completely blown away, away by this little tidbit of news we get our every episode Cole's notes placement uh, Erica also has a savages notebook as well so she's really gone all out with the savages here on this one specific episode um, so all out with the savages. Um, yeah. Did any of you guys have anybody famous go to your high school? No. Well, yeah, I guess not for you, Barry. <laughs> I was too busy getting fights in school over women to worry about famous people. <laughs> well, you lived in like, didn't you live in like the HIV capital of the country or something? I did, yes. So mm-hmm. probably didn't yeah. have a lot of famous Very, people. <laughs> we're famous for that. <laughs> Patient zero and the outbreak. Uh, we don't have a ton of, no one famous went to my high school, but who would you really look for? Like, say, famous either Rick Mercer or Gordon Pinsett, neither of which went to my high school. <laughs> Alan Doyle didn't go to my high school. Alan say, Doyle did hello. not go to my high school. Sorry. Well, I, uh, didn't, I mean, I didn't go to Kelvin High, but um, Kelvin High in Winnipeg is known for Neil Young having gone there. So I had oh. friends that went to Kelvin High. Kelvin cool High. Is that? And That's where I went to high I was... school. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me helpless. Graduated there. Oh. I, w- I would say. And if okay. I had a harmonica within reach. I would I will play say it that right Neil now. Young is a little bit cooler to have gone to your high school than like Rick Mercer. That's all I'm saying, okay? I Are you know, saying, man. Rick Mercer's <laughs> cool as fuck. Oh, that is he pretty is great. He is cool, but like, I, you know, it's Neil Young. Do you, Come on. Do, you, do you get sick of people asking you? Because since I've known both you and Alan, I've never asked you about uh, the weaker thens. Do you, like, do you... What like people would I would go like yeah Winnipeg the weaker thens like oh really that's your first like association yeah that's my first poll 
I mean, well, I have, they have, they have so much aware of them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no way. Pops in my in my mind. Oh. I thought they'd be very popular within the local, like this, uh, you know, awareness. Oh, I I guess mean, they maybe I haven't lived there in, you know, probably twelve or fifteen years. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, I don't think. Well, they didn't really pop up like. They were back in, well, I mean, they were around. I think they were very popular in the mid Yeah, I don't know. Acts, acts that I associate with Winnipeg most strongly, I think, are like Crash Test Dummies and uh, like Deal Young. Oh, and, my God. Like Burton Cummings. Burton Cummings, there you go. The Crash Test Dummies. Like the guest What? There was this all right. Into All right. <laughs> so yeah, go. I was I was. We don't do know any famous people. We've like, established we don't know any famous people. So cacophony. <laughs> so, I know uh, some like semi-famous people, but not any like, not Neil Young. I don't know Neil Young. <laughs> you know Alan Doyle. No, but I do. There's Sorry, a couple guys. There. There's a couple guys I went to school with and I grew up with who are in like semi semi famous bands or like semi known bands, I guess. Like oh, um, name drop. Let's go. So my fr- the guy I grew up with down the street. He's in the Constantines. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and the guy I went to school with was the drummer for um, Dragonette. Oh, I love Dragonette. Cool. Yeah. Oh, Never yeah. heard of other of those bands, so <laughs> that's okay, Mary. That's uh, not AC nor DC. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but those so, are my only claim to fame. Yeah. Back to the grassy. Um, oh yeah. So they they decide they decide that they're going to devise a plan to ask Bronco if he knows anything about the rumor because he is student president and it's well established in the grassy that the student president wields a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um. Lucy doesn't want to do it because she'll feel dumb if it's not true. Now, why would you feel dumb if it's not true? Hey, is this true? No? Okay, that's kind. Like, there's no shame in asking somebody if something is true or not. I really didn't well, it get is kind to of, it. Honestly, it is kind of a dumb question. Like, I, under normal circumstances, you'd be like, I don't know. I'm the fucking school, pr- like, I'm the <laughs> student body president. Like, they're not going to tell me if a rock band's coming here on the weekend. That's not how yeah. schools work. Yeah, adults, that would have been a adults have answer. responsibilities and they don't sh- like shirk them on to 17 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So anyway, the twins finally convince her to ask Bronco and they, they lay on the guilt. So uh, Erica says she'll die if it's true. So Lucy walks up to Bronco and Bronco gives the corny. She talked to me. My heart. Oh, bliss. <laughs> um is that so how anyway, you felt when you're when Renee talked to you for the first time, Barry? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty Peter much, Pat. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was better or better, yeah. Was... Go gong, go gong. <laughs> That's right. I get it. Yep. So Bronco's there. He's pushing the shit out of the recycling. Everybody going by. So yeah, you got to recycle. You save trees. You're you're a, you're a hero. All that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so Lucy asks. There's a crazy rumor going around, and wonders if he knows. And Bronco. Very smugly says, I know everything because he's the school president. So she asks if the savages are coming. His mood instantly changes. It's like, it's just like uh, you can see it just fall off his face. He says, no, it's a crazy rumor. Sorry. And Lucy kind of sees right through it. 
And at this point, Mr. Lip Sealed and Mr. Responsibility instantly caves from the slight badgering by Lucy and spills the beans that they're going to be there tomorrow to shoot a music video in the school. They don't want anyone to know. They don't want fans around. And Erica and Heather are watching through the window and they realize that it's true. Erica dies right then and there. Uh, <laughs> we hardly knew ye. We there hardly you knew ye. They break out the defibrillator and get her back. And uh, oh, okay, we knew ye again. Yes. <laughs> Heather tells it. Heather tells it to control herself, and Erica starts making faces behind her back. I think this is one of those scenes that must get cut out of the Canadian one, and they just kind of just tack this in. Maybe I'm not sure about that, but it seems like all the scenes that they caught are are, are kind of like improv ones. They just kind of make it the two minutes longer runtime. I'm not sure what else thoughts are on there. No. So Bron- sure. yeah. Bronco says he'll get to meet the savages, and Lucy says they got to get him in, but he says he can't. It's a closed set. Lucy begs, says please, but before he can answer, Nancy calls the student council meeting to start. So Bronco's walking in, says he wishes he could help, but she can't. He's sorry, he goes to the meeting. And then Lucy, who is on the council, decided to skip this meeting, apparently. Because she is on the council. It's been well established a few episodes ago. I guess she didn't have to go to this meeting. Was she? What What is her role in the council? I don't know. She was on the, remember, the whole basketball fiasco or the gym fiasco. Didn't they say she was on the student council? They did oh, say I... that. And we were like, she is. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Lucy looks at the screen and she goes, I am? <laughs> <laughs> what? Apparently everybody forgot, including her again. Uh, just a few few weeks later. A few I thought she just later. had to speak and Bronco was on the student council. I didn't realize she was on the student council. I thought she was just nominated to speak at the student council meeting on no. behalf of the team. They said, hey, could you talk to Bronco about it? He knows you because you're on student council. Are you so sure? You have to do it. Yeah. That's what happened in the episode. Um. Hmm. So she must get okay. kicked off because of her her performance in the uh, in in the uh, debate there, because she didn't go to this meeting, or maybe this is only the big shots, and she's only a counselor, she didn't get to make it. Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions in this scene. Yeah, Johnny B. Yeah, you gotta get your shit together, man. I, and also, yeah, it's no fucking surprise because Johnny B's fucking directing, and uh, he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's like, like, was she on the student council? Oh, uh, whatever. She's yeah. fucking not right now. Yeah. Fuck that. She got I kicked her off. She got no. suspended. <laughs> so the twins run up, and Lucy tries to lie and say that it's not true. The twins don't buy it. They're like, Lucy. Um, we can always tell when you're lying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the real uh, lie detector tests there, those twins. So we see Snake giving Joey shit about backing out of the camping. Joey says it's not his fault that the teacher sprung a test. Says he has to ask somebody else, like Wheels, because uh, he should ask poor Simon, because he was already talking to Simon about it. <laughs> yeah. but Simon, I feel like going on a uh-huh. camping trip with Simon would be, like, the worst. Yeah. Guaranteed Alexa would be there, too. It's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. She, didn't show. she would have also, to be there. Also, sponsor alert. I believe Canon is also a sponsor for oh. Degrassi, because Snake is carrying a Canon bag. and Yes. Uh, Lucy's camera is a Canon as well, and mm, Canon shows up call. a number of times. No, yes. I did not notice that. It's very, it's it's around. Once I feel, times. I feel like with a lot of the sponsors, like once you notice them, like you just can't unsee them. Like they're everywhere. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but there that there's a name on that, which 
I, <laughs> I didn't do my research, so I don't know. But once you notice something, it takes you out of it. I'm currently rewatching The Sopranos, and they were sponsored by Coke. And there's Coke cans absolutely everywhere and product <laughs> placement. And it's like, ugh. nice. Yeah. No, it's, so you got to pay the bills. So yeah, I guess so. I got to pay the bills. Okay. That's, <laughs> hey, yo, that's, your, oh, that's your one. That's your one, Sopranos. <laughs> so Snake yeah. says, uh, when, when Joey suggests wheel, Snake says they're not talking. He has a job and he works Saturdays and he doesn't have a car. So there you go. He's just using Joey for the ride. Well, and uh, that's of note because we do find out that he, in fact, has a job, right? Yeah, because true. he said, you know, it was he's not freeloading anymore. Apparently, yeah. he wants to. Presumably, he wants to pay back Joey's mom for all that arcade money. Um, all so Joey, those loonies and quarters. Oh, will it be, will it be loonies now? Yeah, 19, yeah I guess it yeah. would be. It would be yeah. eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay. Looney came out. When did Tony come out? Oh, woof. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, no, no I'll, t- I'll tell you, actually. Hold All on. Right. I was in high school. I'm thinking 94, 95. Ooh, I would s- really? I would say, yeah, because I remember being outside my high school and somebody being like, yeah, I put it in a vice and I knocked the middle out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was probably. February yeah, I'd say 19th, no, I- 1996. Oh, 96, really? 96, whoa. Holla. I would have thought it was go. Teddy's Remember going there was prom. like a wasn't there like a survey to like what you were gonna call it? Because it was gonna be like the Dabloony or the Dabloony, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dabloony. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Tony Tony was a better option for sure. No, I like Dabloony better. <laughs> Couple I, of Dabloonies. I actually like Dabloony too. It kind of was like a bit of a double entendre. Like it was like double because it's two, but then also it's like from like the doubloon. So I don't know. I, thought it was I just like saying witty. it. I just like saying it. Doubloony. Let's use Can this I podcast form to change it. Yeah. We'll use this podcast form to change it across Canada <laughs> to the doubloony. That's yeah, a great idea. We'll start going to stores and go, okay, I owe you a toonie. And we, what? I I don't understand. Oh, a doubloony. I get you now. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't understand what you were saying. It's a weird word. Dabloony is what it's called. <laughs> Anyways, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> Just gas gaslight everyone into believing that it's Dabloony. Go get your, and go always, get your and manager. always has been. <laughs> go get your manager, you shitbag. <laughs> you really double down on it? Yeah. No, I'll you're, probably you're, don't do that. Don't do that. No, double don't do that. down on the Dabloony? So it'd be like quad balloony. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've fallen into the well and we can't get uh, out. Help me! Yeah. I'm in the doubloony. I'll give well. you. A, I'll give you a doubloony for <laughs> to get me out of the well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Snake uh, suggests that the studies in the tent. Joey originally objects, but quickly comes around to the idea. Snake says he aced it last year. I'm gonna help him study. And uh, here's a tip for him. Don't get wheels to help because he didn't do so good in the science uh, realm. Um, <laughs> he's a not so smart. He's, so yeah, this is great. I'm sure he didn't do so good. Uh, the next scene, we got uh, the twins uh, giving Lucy a hard time trying to wear her down. They get her pretty quick. Lucy spills the beans about the video shoot. It says Bronco gets to meet him. Uh, Erica wants them to get him in too. Lucy says it's a closed set. And Erica says they'll have to sneak in. 
Lucy hesitant because she doesn't want to get Bronco in trouble, but Erica says it has nothing to do with him, and they ultimately decide that they're going to come up with a plan to try and sneak in. What a bunch so, of selfish twins they are. So selfish. Yeah. Well, it was more Erica than Heather, I think. Yeah, but Heather is guilty by association. She that's doesn't true. object enough. Yeah, that's true. So you do have a plan. It says it stars you, point at Lucy. Uh, it's Erica's idea, but she wants to work it because she is claustrophobic. So what could this what could that brilliant mean? plan be? What could that mean? I guess we're about to find out. So we see Maya and Caitlin leaving the school, and Maya is making fun of Web- Webster's voice or Webfoot's voice. Caitlin doing the same. Caitlin's mom is standing outside, and Miss Avery's entire wardrobe is <laughs> very jealous. I think of this outfit that she chose. I totally wrote the same thing. I'm like, those shoulder pads are on loan for Miss Avery, no doubt. Is it this is Caitlin's mom? Yeah. This is Caitlin. I thought this was three children on each other's shoulders and wearing <laughs> a big got- old coat. I was like, who the shit is that? Oh no, that's not three children at all. That's Caitlin's mom. Like, I thought it was Bartholomew Bond on Scooter's shoulders. Oh my on god! On shoulders. <laughs> There's fabric for days here. Like, oh my what's god! What's going on? Those are the biggest shoulder pads. I they definitely like out shoulder pad Ms. Avery's, right? They're oh, fucking that, huge. You know that shrunken head guy in Beetlejuice? Yes. This yes! is what <laughs> she is like. It's like. I'm surprised she doesn't just go to Caitlin and go, Caitlin, look at all this fabric. This, we can live in this coat. Me, you, your dad. I know he's out. So he steps out sometimes, but we can all live in Maya, roll on in. Come on, baby. You see this? Look at the size of it. Oh, my goodness. Come on in. We can get a pet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, this, this was so, this was something. This is like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I noted in my notes. Just I say, big coat! <laughs> Exclamation point! So big! <laughs> Shoulder umbrellas! Oh my God! <laughs> Yep. So uh, the the mom with her giant uh, shoulder pads asked if they can offer to drive them somewhere. Um, Mother asked how they said no. We're just going to Maya's to study. Mother asked how she's been. Says her father and I would like to speak with you. So she asked if Caitlin will come over tomorrow to discuss some stuff. Caitlin says she misses her, and Mom says she misses her too. And they said come come over right after school. Dad will get tiger shrimp because I guess that's her favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mom Lee's and Caitlin's is assuming here that this is going to be the talk where they are going to get a divorce. And something so tells are. me Caitlin might not be right. Yeah, because everything always works out like you think it will on Degrassi. Call it a mm-hmm. hunch, but something tells me I don't think she's right. <laughs> is that warping into a Melanie there? Oh, I'm totally all about it. <laughs> okay, Caitlin. I think. Okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, hi, cake. <laughs> that kept me laughing all week. By the way, <laughs> every once in a while, I just like have Ted's voice pop in my head, be like, "Hi, cake." <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Barry. 
That's good. We go to the next scene. We see the janitor walking the halls. He is moving the recycling bin into the storage room, and he is jamming out to some song, which I can only assume is a Savage's song. We've had a brief discussion about this before. Does anybody know what he was listening to? I couldn't make it out. It seemed no. like a more old school than Savage's. Yeah. I definitely don't think it was the Savages. I listened like over and over and over, but I could not figure out anything but like love. I don't know. It was definitely like old, like country. It had like an old country I think vibe to it. It definitely wasn't the Savages. Mike and the Drifters, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that maybe. All well, I can Mike- really make out it was a part where it was like, "Love me, love me, love me, love me, love me." Yeah. something like that and same i was like here. i try i actually tried typing that in. i was like oh my god song. same here love me love me love me love me love me and i was like i i came up with nothing i'm gonna screen cap my google search for you because that's exactly what i did i so, typed those lyrics in and then i typed canadian song well, <laughs> but it, nothing it, came up yeah. In the grassy universe, there's oh, there's the savages, there's gourmet scum, there's Mike and the Drifters, the Zits, uh, Gowan. What's the other What's the other band? Helters was it? Helter Skelter. Helix. No, 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 no. no. Oh no, Helix. Harem Scarum yeah. or something like that. Harem Scarum, yes. So that's all the bands that exist in, according to the grassy universe. So it must be one okay, of those bands. Okay, but like, so some of those bands actually exist. But I looked up um, the Savages, and there is a website called FakeBands.com. And they are on it, nice. along with the Zit Remedy and uh, Gourmet Scum. There's also that band that Claude likes, um, the German art band. <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's also the Pogues. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so it could have been any one of those. Anyway, we didn't know what it was, but he puts the recycling bin into the, uh, I guess, the storage room. Uh <laughs> Because suddenly paper weighs 120 pounds. Of course. With and a lot that's of not something you would second guess ever. I feel yeah. like he's just like over it. He's like, end of his day. He's just like, well, oh, this is heavier than normal. Should I look into it? Nah. Nah. <laughs> uh, these tunes are too good to, to, to waste on looking. Yeah. Love me, love me, love me. Yeah. So he's recycle bin. <laughs> Even though it's so fucking heavy, I don't care. Yeah, and I guess Lucy. I'm assuming she must. Is that her? Did a really bad job recycling, and there's only like one percent or the bottom of it full, or she must have just dumped out all the other recycling somewhere else. Probably just in regular garbage. <laughs> all that work was was wasted. Well, and like, let's be honest, recycling, from what I understand, isn't that effective anyway. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. That's right. But they didn't know that then. That's okay, right. but still, it's fine that they didn't. So. Uh, he the, the janitor closes the door and out pops Lucy just like Oscar the Grouch. Um, looks like she had, <laughs> looks thing. like she had, looks like she had ticker tape on her. Maybe she started brushing stuff off. She had like a ticker tape on there. What's ticker bit. tape? Ticker tape is like um, like a long tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically the Good. same thing. Basically the yeah. same thing. Uh-huh. It's like a physics yeah, thing. You put like... just tape in it, and you had like a, there's just. There's this like device and it keeps putting indentations on it and you can see how fast something goes. You can measure the distance in between the dots or something. What the hell? Isn't yeah, that like a... the stock market. Yeah. In right. an old timey movie. It's like going, 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 gone. Do you know like what I'm talking an, about? Like an auction? No, like a long treat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lucy has some shit on her anyway. So uh, she brushes it off. 
some unknown uh, type of favor. Um, and she gets out, and we we get the big underwear shot here as she tries to maneuver out of the bin. So I don't know how Johnny V directed this, but uh, it's quite the. Uh, what you the, saw her underwear? Or whatever. Uh, they, they went up. They it was. <laughs> it's like. Why did I jump in here? What am I going to say? I was going to say, <laughs> actually, provide us some details on her. No, underwear. I think she jumped out, and you could just they like you could just see her what leggings? What do you call them? Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know. Jeggings? I don't know. Hosiery? I don't know. It's a hosiery. I guess Hose? that's really carpenter. <laughs> Slacks? I don't know. Hose? Yeah. Hose. Yeah. Various area codes. Anyways, thanks for jumping in. Though that that was really great, Ted. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'm, looking, yes. I'm looking both ways going how did i get here <laughs> i shouldn't be in this conversation it's okay so lucy unlocks the window and gazes at a wonderful job she did she looks like thinks she's happy about her little criminal work she got done here and she says perfect she heads out mm-hmm. of school tells uh, erica says success lucy says no problem heather doesn't like the idea thinks it's crazy lucy thinks that their b and e that they're planning is going to be fun so <laughs> Does anybody like? Does anybody not think that the efforts they went to to just keep a window open were sort of extreme? Like, couldn't you just found like a classroom that was open and opened a window instead of like <laughs> jumping in a recycle bin, <laughs> waiting for the janitor to wheel you into a classroom so you can open a door, like or a maybe window? They made a room strategically placed for part of their plan. I don't know. Mm, yeah, you're probably right, Daddy. Could just open any door and window. Like, I, I never, like, in my high school, nobody locked classroom doors. Yeah, our high school used to get broken into all the time. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what did they steal? I don't really steal anything. Like, you go to school one day, like, there'd be paper all over the place and shit. <laughs> so they Look, just I'm broke in school, to, like, again. play pranks? Yeah. One time they broke in and started playing basketball and got caught. I don't know who it was, but. <laughs> it was probably you. It wasn't me, you know. I was busy mm-hmm. fighting on the bus. Anyways, I think this plan was just a little bit over the top elaborate. Yeah. That no, Lucy no. had to hide in a recycle bin. Yeah, to get you're probably right. into a classroom to keep a window propped open. Like I'm surprised they didn't have to have like a PSA. It's like, hey kids at home, please don't hide in a recycle bin because like <laughs> Back in here in, the, in 1990 or 1991, like, kid gets crushed in Toronto in a uh, garbage truck because they wanted to be, like, their hero, Lucy. And they got in one and they got dumped in the back. And they got and, compacted. And, and not only that, too, like, how long was she in there? Because, I mean, who knows how long, like, the janitor could have been, like, did he, did he do this job, like, every day at 3.30 or something like that? She could have been sitting there for a half hour while the janitor do Okay, but then that work. brings up a lot more questions. Like, okay, that... That classroom probably hasn't been locked. Like, if she was in there for any length of time, I'm assuming if they locked the classroom, it would have been after school hours. Yeah, so she was probably sitting there for an hour. So, Erica, this was a shitty fucking plan. This whole plan was really <laughs> stupid. And now all I can think about was that commercial. Remember with that robot who loses his arm? Astar. Astar. <laughs> yeah. Astar the put robot. put my arm back on. You can't. Stay safe. Yeah. Play, so play safe. And also the Americans are like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Shit. I, I understood the, the grassy stuff. Now they're talking about a Canadian robot getting his arm cut off. Like, 
what is this? It was, was a war apps PSA. Yes, it was. I can Very put my arm so. back on. You can't. So oh, it was like, we'll need to find that. We'll need to find that clip on YouTube and yeah. share it so our yeah. American viewers like, know what, what we're you, talking about. It is what, definitely what, on there. I have definitely shown oh, it. Oh yeah, we, we 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 did this in the in the trivia before. Planet Danger. And the guy's like playing <laughs> around all these all these saws around him. He's going back through the saws. Saws everywhere, slicing off limbs. Oh, yeah. I remember that trivia. I came in second. It's a common theme for you in trivia. Yeah. Um, so uh, we go to Joey uh, waiting for Snake while he's spinning his car keys and he's whistling the tune of Everybody's Got Something. Uh, Snake comes Once. out ready. Uh, Snake comes out ready for every camping scenario known to man. Uh, he's got every every bag and sleeping bag and he got like arm full of stuff. Okay, um, Barry, and you're like a Beaver's leader or a Cubs. Yes. Yep. So did you review what he came out in, and did you approve of it? Uh, I we haven't got to the camping section of our of our colony yet, so. Oh, okay. He, we, so we, we, we play laser tag. Section. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he failed it because he did not have a shield or his gun. So, <laughs> exactly, suck, snake. I'm glad that you teach the more important things before, like camping. Like you teach laser gun or laser tag. Yeah, etiquette. absolutely. Before camping etiquette, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like start a fire, shoot it with a laser gun, it'll spark. <laughs> it's fine. That's it. That's how to start a fire. Get your gun. Get your laser gun. <laughs> Roaring fire. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. Then you get a badge. Get get your laser yeah, badge. You get you get your gun badge. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you kill a badge. Yeah. Then we go camping. We this how you, you gotta catch your own food when you're out here, kids. <laughs> Joey tells Snake he needs to stop by the school to get some notes. Snake is worried that the school is closed, but Joey says there's always somebody there on Saturday. There was never anybody near the school for me on a Saturday. I don't know about your I was school. Say, would you ever just like think it was okay to go to the school, being like, "Oh, somebody's there"? No, yeah. uh, never. I did uh, one thing I did notice about the scene, and maybe it's just indicative of where we are in the '90s. But I am noticing some. And it's, it was specifically Joey's pants I noticed in this scene. And they are baggier than we've seen them before. So I think... The cargo that, pants? Yeah, like some of that 90s fashion is starting to creep into... Hammer time. Yeah, into Degrassi here. Like we're starting to see a little bit baggier clothes. Um, and I noticed in some of the, the scenes that are to come, the, uh, the chokers as well on both males and yes. females. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. watch for that. Those... Mm-hmm. 90s fashion nuggets. Nice. I was a big fan of the choker back in the 90s. Oh, I'm yeah. still a fan of the choker. With the right dress? Adorable. With the Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so true. Did any of you guys subscribe to the trend of uh, work socks in Birkenstocks? Or was that just me? Uh, you mean That's like a- just wearing socks and sandals? No, so a big trend in the 90s in my high school was wearing work socks in Birkenstocks and then having so, like your plaid shirt tied around your waist. Like that So was, what like, will the, work socks be? Work socks are like the gray, the gray socks the red. with like the red stripe on the toes. Oh yeah. A Birkenstocks no. were cool um when I was in junior high high school, but um no one wore them with socks. What what's a Birkenstock? Okay. It's like a sandal. The, okay, it's like anyways. a like an ugly flat sandal. Okay. You know. 
<laughs> the Arla thrown shade <laughs> the Birkenstocks. Well, shade my, honestly, they, they, were the, they were the original ugly trend, though, really. Like, now we have Uggs, and everyone's like, ew, Uggs, I don't understand why people wear them. They look like nothing. They're so ugly. You know, and back then, though, it was Birkenstocks. I remember a lot of stuff about, yeah. like, well, why do people like them? They're so ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only trend I want to come back is I want to see kids wearing plaid shirts tied around their waists again. All right. We'll, we'll work on bringing that back. To this, to <laughs> I want to see the trend of uh, people wearing hobo shoes where your toes are sticking out. Like the, the actual thing is lifted up and you can see your toes, you know, like hobos in cartoons. I want to see that trend yeah. start. I want to see the trend of using a stick and carrying a handkerchief at the end of it with all your stuff. Oh, a bindle. Yeah. <laughs> Hobo styles. Yeah. I want to see the Get on it, guys. throwing an anvil over a, a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. All right. So we got Lucy outside the fence filming the set. Despite the fact it's a big rock group and they want privacy, there should be all kinds of security here. No one seems to notice she's standing just outside a fence that you can plainly see through with a camera filming it. It's called the fence of invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah. the tree, it but it's a fence. That's true. Same thing. So the twins show up. Erica is dressed. Uh, they say she's dressed to go, like going to a nightclub. Looks to me like she's dressed to go to a business meeting. Yeah, Looking I don't. Nightclub I hate her shirt. Why business her shirt cash. look like that? Yeah, it's business cash. But she it's fine. Also, right, those bell sleeves. Those are very early nineties. That's so. true. I had some okay. bell sleeve shirts. Mm-hmm. All right. And the problem Glad is that, too is like, is she can't claim to be doing anything else if she's dressed up like that like if she gets caught you know you can say oh no i just you know you would say oh i i just came in to get notes as we'll see later (laughs) of course that doesn't work either so what do i know yeah well she could just be like oh i was just on my way to a date but then i forgot my notes and i had to get them no she could just be like oh i'm the school secretary i have some filing to do (laughs) based on her outfit yeah exactly (laughs) That's I'm the most plausible answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Erica, I know who you are. No, no. <laughs> Miss Farrell to you, sir. I have very important filing to take care of. <laughs> I must do the files. And she just like puts her hands in a filing cabinet and just like rifles through the files. <laughs> I'm very busy, Mr. Radich. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> So they all decide to sneak away while with Heather holding a milk crate to use as a stand. Uh, Heather tells them to stay down, despite the fact they're walking by a, a chain link fence. And no matter how low they are, they can still be very easily seen by whoever is trying to see them. So I don't fence understand. Fence invisibility. That's uh, right. You got to go back <laughs> to that fence. You got to suspend your disbelief. That old chestnut. Yeah. Fence it looks like you can see them, but you can't. I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Joey pulls up. Uh, Joe and Joey and Snake are wondering what's going on. Joey thinks it looks like they're filming a movie. And Snake says, the thing that ate the grassy. It came, it saw, it got indigestion. Okay, Great so line, that Snake. actually made me laugh. I felt like that was actually a pretty funny line. <laughs> oh, okay. Joey thought it was nope, funny to see that. Yeah, it was well, there. hey, I agree with Joey. Yeah, it's a bit of a do. boy, Joey. Um, <laughs> Very Barker runs not it. convinced. Nah, okay. Who found that funny? I to me, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember that line when I was from when I was a kid. 
So I've been thinking about it for. I didn't well. remember it when I was a kid, but I remember like when I watched it to for the podcast review. I was like, okay, that earns my respect. That's pretty funny. Well done, Yan. Good job writing that one in. What do you think, Arlo? Good was job, that a good bro. line? Uh, it was an okay line. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was a line. Correct. <laughs> it was, it was in the script. It was di- it was dialogue. It wasn't bad. It was, all right. Right. It was several words put together <laughs> in a sentence. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> all I right, have to so steal we... Arlo's famous tagline and be like, okay. <laughs> Let's uh, carry on with the that, conversation. Now that, oh, now that's dialogue. Now that's dialogue. <laughs> bye bye. Mm-hmm. So Bron- Bronco runs out to meet him. Says they got to go. Joey says he needs to get some notes. Bronco says no one's allowed in the school. Joey says he needs to ace these tests and needs these notes. Uh, Bronco says you, you should be used to failing by now. Uh, <laughs> burn. Burn. There you go. That's funny. No, I'm sorry. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> You're funny. Oh, funny looking. I'm a funny guy. I'm here to tell you jokes. Dick, Barry. Now yeah, I'm a dick. You're I'm an dick. elitist. You're all an I elitist. Is... <laughs> yeah. I get it. You're one of those elitists that we all hear about Trump talking about. Yeah, that's what I the am. Elite. Yeah. Uh, that's this. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, Bronco says there's nothing he can do about these notes. You can't, can't get them. As he says this, uh, some roadie walks by with a container with the Savages logo written all over it, being super secret because they don't want anybody to know who is there and why they're there. So, again, very horrible job of trying to hide this. Uh, there's nothing blocking Joey from just driving right up, and their logos are plastered everywhere. So, again, very poor security for, for a super big rock band. Uh, I mean, we have to like contextualize their fame. I, like to me, I assume they're a Canadian rock band, like a famous Canadian rock band. But I wouldn't say they're like a worldwide famous well, band. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I was gonna go around mm, very quickly. Just I to wasn't say, even gonna, what are they no. compared to? I wouldn't even give them hip status. I'd give them like Our Lady Peace status or moist D- <laughs> dog in the slugs. I'd give yes. them I'd give them OLP, but not the hip. But like they're oh. like they're famous, but they're not like the like organized rhyme. Yeah. Oh Check baby. Oh you like it so far? That's Check right. Oh I love the O R. I think uh-huh. they're well, maybe a, a little bigger than organized rhyme, maybe. <laughs> I do. That's why I say I feel like they've got our lady peace status. I I don't know. Like I said, all there a lot of people say that's their favorite band, like uh Erica. It was a Simon and Michelle and and Alexa and okay, but Cindy we're talking about Bia. real people. <laughs> but okay. like, if you I'm sure Arthur, Arthur enjoys them. Bullied, Barry. Oh, I'm sorry. Ass- I don't mean to bully you, Barry. I'm not trying to bully you. I'm okay. assuming it's a band that's reasonably popular in Canada, but probably hasn't had that um, American breakthrough hits. Maybe they're like Sloan. Please, please Can say, gl- please Sloan? say a glow up. I feel like Sloan's too sophisticated for like. No. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go with Our Lady okay. Peace. Oh, sure. we all, so we all agree sure. on Our Lady Peace. Sure. Or maybe I Mother Earth or the Tea Party. Okay. Yep. Speaking of Sloan, Schlip had it on his uh, account. He yes. had it on his Instagram twice removed, which is my soundtrack to the St. John's Avalon Mall food court, or like <laughs> hanging around the mall drinking treats coffee do you remember treats did you have that it's just a yeah, coffee we place. had treats we had treats yep so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah so i bought the cassette at 
Um, HMV? It wasn't, no, it wasn't HMV. It was a little bit before that. It wasn't, wasn't Sam the Record Man, I don't think. Was that still on the go in 94? Oh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Right, yeah. right okay, next to yeah. Food Court. Right next to Food Court there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, was that, that Sam? Sam? Yep. Oh, yeah, well, that's where I bought my cassette. Twice removed. Sloan. Classic album. So good. Nice. All right. Oh, Sloan's the gear. Like, they're the best. Mm-hmm. But I, I would disagree that I don't think the Savages are on the Sloan level. I would say they're more like OLP level. All right. Well, anyway, they're... The film no, is a, we a, need a, to flesh this out, Barry. We, yes, we had to work this out a bit longer. To the bottom of it. We're, we're going to forget we the rest of the show. We're going to forget the rest of the show. We're going to we're going to talk about this fictional band that has one song with two lines. I just wanted to quickly encourage our American listeners to look up "Organized Rhyme" on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yes, Tom, Tom Green's old Tom rock Green. band before he was. I mean, among other members of the band before he became, you know, Tom Green and. Uh, they had a minor hit in Canada called Check the OR. And, uh, Check the OR. And it's, American... it's, it's an earworm. And if you haven't heard it, you should definitely look it up. <laughs> but American listeners will know Tom Green because he was married to Drew Barrymore. But he is a legend in our country. <laughs> Check the OR. So... <laughs> and actually, I served him at Subway. Wow. Really? Was, so did. you do know famous people. Oh shit! See? Yeah, I forgot well, to mention that. Didn't bring that up. Sorry. Was he nice? Yeah, he was very nice. Oh, I gave good. him like more olives than like what the subway standard demanded, and then my boss <laughs> came out and was like whispered in my ear, and she's like, "You're only supposed to give him six olives." <laughs> and I blue to olive, blue to olive budget. I gave him like a shitload of olives, and then she's like, "You're only supposed to give him six. And then I looked at him like, I'm really sorry. And remember his buddy? Like, he had a buddy? Tom Green had, like, his, like, like a little sidekick? I think side his name pick. was Glenn. Was it Glenn? Glenn, yes. So they were both Glenn there. Humpling. So I gave yes. Yeah. So I gave them both too many olives because there's, a, like, a, a formula from Subway. And I got in big trouble for it. Wow. You always want to give them six. <laughs> you're just, like, uh. talking to your boss and you're like, look, Joanna. It was Tom Green. Yeah. yeah. Can you give him more olives? I'm like, <laughs> I'll give him as many olives as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be such an Alexa. And she's like, yeah. what? And yeah. you go, yeah, Alexa from Degrassi. She said, yeah. Courtney, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. And All right. Yeah. Uh, Joey tries to bribe Bronco into going to uh, let, him, let him in. He says, we'll give you money. I got lots of money. And then a big crew member comes by and says, are these guys giving you grief? Joey and Snake quickly slither away, and Bronco puts a huge look of satisfaction on his face as he folds his arms like he's a big tough guy. So I had to have a chuckle at uh, when the big bouncer comes over, and Joey and Snake both say, like, oh, we got lots of money. You want our money? We got lots of money. <laughs> and they'll never give up. Um <laughs> Because, uh, you know, they go to Degrassi. Everybody in Degrassi has lots of money. Unless they got to buy a car, in which case they have no money. And then they got to find weird ways to make it. Uh, <laughs> so Joey decides they're going to find another way in because he's never been this close to a rock star. He never worked at Subway and didn't make subs with extra olives. <laughs> and he won't be denied. <laughs> so, and he didn't get fired? And this is not true because he knows Mike Nelson. 
and he's been very close to him and watched him rehearse. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey Nels. So uh, Snake uh, says to forget about it and let's go camping. And Joey says they'll go after. So the next scene, we have Lucy already in school. Erica tries to get in. She needs quite the boost to get her up there. I guess it was due to her attire. Um, Heather gets it a yeah. bit easier. So they close the window, but they didn't lock it as they make a note to see. And that may come into play later. Uh, will it though? Will we'll it? We'll see. We will see. Just before they go into the school, did you hear like there was a um, whoever's over the mic, like doing the test thing? There's a British guy who says, "Try it. With, uh, try it with some Dubly, which I think is <laughs> Dolby, <laughs> which I think is like I don't know. It's like is that a Dolby? Is that like almost like a, a Spinal Tap reference? I don't know. Anyways, I did hear. I know. I didn't know what he said, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, right. So they go out of the storage room. They open the door, look out, and after two seconds, Erica determines that the coast is clear. Um, they go in the hallway to look into. I guess it was the quad is where they're setting all this up. I'm assuming. Uh, we hear some savages music, and I think it was the same song. Yeah. So they're crawling around the floor, and they say they can't see him yet, so they should go upstairs because it's safer. How is that safer? I have no idea. That's what they said. And as they're crawling away, they say, eat your heart out, Rambo. So uh, they obviously didn't see the Rambo movies, because if it was, they'd probably be killing everybody that was down on the set. And also, it's never the safer thing to climb up a building yeah, than down. There's no escape there then. So we go to the next scene. Caitlin rings the doorbell at her parents' house. I was like, why is she ringing the doorbell? It's her house, too. I mean, she lives there. or I know she's not living there right now, but uh, she rings the doorbell like she's not welcome anymore. I thought that was interesting. Um, Mom answers, gives her a big hug. Dad says, it's good to see you. And Caitlin gives her the cold shoulder. Also of note, her brother was not invited to this family discussion. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. The poor guy really gets the cold shoulder. Uh, Maybe parents don't like him. I don't know. Maybe he was invited and he was just like, nah. Uh, uh, I'm good. Caitlin, uh, family chose... discussion? No thanks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and again, there's another picture. Yeah. And I was just, just notified. Just came in over the wire. There was a big family picture there, and her brother was not in it as well. So he must be disowned or something like that. But he still has contact with Caitlin. Maybe that's maybe that's the situation. Maybe he's married to Snake's brother. <laughs> it could be. Maybe that's they why. Got disowned for the same reason. So uh, Caitlin's rocking and quite the tie when she's here. Uh, they sit awkwardly on the couch. Mom asks if anything new at school. Caitlin says not really. Uh, Dad goes get coffee. Then we see Snake and Joey trying to sneak into the school. Snake wants to bail. He said, you know, enough of this. Let's just go camping. But then they see uh, the window wide open with the with the milk crate there. So they must have, they must have realized when they see this, someone must already be in there. But I guess they don't they don't put that together. And they're like, my milk crate brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> they're like, it's been it. <laughs> uh-huh. finally shows up. He rings the security bell. He's wearing a t-shirt and has his briefcase. So he's all dressed up for a Saturday. I guess he's Going to do some work. He's got his briefcase he's, with him. He's all tucked in. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he wanted to look good. For, maybe he wanted to look good for the savages too. Who knows? Yeah, he's like. I think mostly he was just hung over as fuck. Yeah, it's just probably a better, better. He probably wore that to the bar the day before, and he's like, "Okay, I'll just wear this to school the next day, and nobody will be suspicious." He should have like brought a date. He could have been like, "Yo." The savages are going to be at this school that I work at, baby. <laughs> you want to come hang out? Oh, like he should have used that as like a way to get a girl, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe Radich was their, their in to get their, their blow, and the, and the briefcase was full of blow, and that's how Bannon was going to get oh. it in. So Bronco opens the door, and I, I got a note here. What's the deal with his belt? Because it seems like it's very long. Um, and he says, Radich asks, everything's okay. He says, no problem. And he'll be in his office if he needs him. So Caitlin's dad brings out the coffee as Caitlin says that she has to study for a dumb test. And her mom says, oh, no, not you. I, I just, <laughs> that is, I don't know, very weird conversation that they had going on. Really horrible small talk. Um, he says that the, the shrimp are marinating and uh, he just put the shrimp on to marinate. And uh, is it too late for that now? Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll pass this to Arlo because I know she's a bit of a cooking expert. When, when should you start marinating shrimp before you cook them? I think while I can step in there while you're cooking them, you can marinate them as you're dropping them in the pot. Okay. And just throw also, some marinade at them. The, well, irony, the irony of Barry, who lives in Newfoundland, literally probably like has shrimp growing in his garden, needs to ask oh, yeah, the girl yeah. in Regina, Saskatchewan, <laughs> how to cook shrimp. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah we grow it in the garden. Yeah, I planted my shrimp last week, so uh, hopefully they'll okay. have a good harvest oh. next year. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Some big old shrimp. Some tiger shrimp. Caitlin's favorite. <laughs> Mom says it's nice to have all of us together without your brother. Uh, Caitlin says, what's new? Mom says, uh, it's been hard. It's been hard. And Dad says, you can't stress enough. It's not your fault. It's us. Which, to which Caitlin takes offense and says, us. And Mom says, we had to make some decisions. Caitlin is assuming this is when the big bomb is going to drop her about the divorce. <laughs> And says, it's no big deal. No need to beat around the bush. Lots of kids I know are split up. Lots of, parent, lots of kids I know have parents who are split up. And the dad drops the big bomb. We are not splitting up. Mom says they're putting it behind them. and are going to give it another go. And he wants Caitlin to come live home. We're a family. I want it to work. Don't tell your brother. Uh, Caitlin says, uh, what about Pat? Mom says, who? And, you know, your son, your brother. Uh, don't worry about him, she says. No, no. Uh, Caitlin asks about the girlfriend. Dad says it's over. Didn't mean for you to find out. Um, and then he says, you really fucked it up for me, actually. I had, <laughs> had, had, <laughs> I had it going great here until you came along. Uh, so, uh, great music score in the background, by the way, when, when all this is going on. It seemed like it was very loud and over the top. Caitlin's, Caitlin's reaction said, is, I, like, I, don't, I, I don't claim to understand her reaction. Like, she's... <laughs> She's very upset that they're not getting a divorce. She's very upset that they're working it out. It's yeah. a very, uh, like, all about me kind of reaction. Yeah, it, it's definitely the opposite of what you'd expect, right? So. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I, I guess there's no right or wrong way to react to, you know, your parents having problems or whatnot. But it's interesting that they went with the choice that she wants them to get a divorce. And yeah is upset that they're not and thinks that they're I, stupid for working things out. And I guess this is foreshadowing to how visceral of a reaction she has to cheating. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think what it is is that she was so disgusted with her father that she couldn't believe that he, she would take him back. And, uh, and she's kind of mad at her mom for, I don't think she like, she, I think she's just so disgusted with her father that she doesn't want him to get back together. I guess. But, but like, she, you're not married to him. Like, like yes, Obviously, it didn't disgust your mom that much. Like, she's just yeah. like, eh, okay, I can get over it. But, like, Caitlin cannot get over it because it's all about yeah. Caitlin. So, yeah. I, it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. dynamic. <laughs> Caitlin's like, 
we can live in your big coat, but not with that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he can fit. He can definitely fit, but he's not welcome there. We're not taking it. And Caitlin then lays the big burn. You're both just so, so stupid. And then she leaves. So um, obviously still very angry. Uh, yeah. Which I, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure it was a very traumatic thing. And uh, she has some work to do to get through it. Yeah. I think, you know, spoiler alert, I think the next episode she's already moved back home. So I guess she got over pretty quick. <laughs> um, we see Raditz walking around, not in his office like he said he was going to be. He's trying to get a glimpse of the savages. Um, someone's doing a sound check. And you hear frogs croaking as they're setting stuff up. So I don't know. I guess some kind of swamp they're, they're working on here. Anybody <laughs> else notice that? Bronco's looking around. You hear somebody say in the background, you can't touch that due to union rules, which I thought was an interesting oh, yeah. line. Real <laughs> to up, life. Yeah, it was real to life. Yeah. Again, we hear the uh, uh, Joey and Snake sneaking around, and you got the twins and Lucy sneaking around. and kind of you, you can just see what's going to happen. Lucy's giving commentary to LD about the weird angle. Uh, they're laughing and making a huge racket while they're trying to be quiet and, and be be stealthy. And that's when they run into Joey. And they all get startled and they all start screaming. Bronco looks up, starts running. And Radish sees Bronco running and he comes to try to investigate as well. Terminator so, Radish. Yeah, that's exactly the wrong thing. He said, run like the Terminator. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Joey and Lucy argue about what they're doing there. Uh, again, they're screaming and, and making a big old racket when they're supposed to be being quiet and trying to sneak around. Bronco runs up, asks what they're doing, uh, and you can just see the look of disappointment on his face when he looks at Lucy and see that she realized, uh, you know, that she spilled the beans. And Lucy realized she fucked up too. She basically, and we get a great uh, interaction here where she goes, "Hi, Bronco," and Snake goes, "Long time no see." Joyce says, "I needed these notes." Heather says, "We're in the neighborhood," and Erica says, "You can't get enough of the grassy." So there's some some great dialogue there. That was actually pretty funny because like it was. Every, everyone else is super stressed out, and he's like, "Can't get enough of the grassy." It was pretty good, excellent. actually. I love yeah. that. So Bronco says, "I asked you not to tell." On Lucy's defense, I could not help it. Uh, Erica asks if the savages are here yet. Bronco says, "No, they're not here yet, and you guys aren't going to get to see him, so you got to get out." And again, they get they start getting upset and arguing with Bronco, saying, "Well, they should." Meanwhile, you see Radage making his way up the stairs. And uh, Lucy says, if we be quiet, can we stay? Because, you know, nobody's seen us yet and all that kind of stuff. And you can tell Bronco's starting to consider it. Uh, but Radage sees him starts running like the Terminator. That's exactly what I had written down. <laughs> so that as uh, Ted brought it up. So all you hear is the... <laughs> and Radage starts running. And again, there's another great musical score in the background of this, too. So while Radage is running like the Terminator, Snake sees him. And he goes, Radich. And Joey, to me, this was the line of the whole show. He says, does he ever go home? Which I thought was pretty funny. I did get a chuckle out of that one. <laughs> at, at this point, Bronco makes a tactical error, which is to you know. try to help his friends escape rather than throwing them under the bus, which yeah. is what he should have done. Yeah. And, and to be fair, if he did throw them under the bus, I don't think anyone would have really been mad at him because that would have been the best situation for everybody. Well, they all got in trouble anyway. Exactly. So you know, probably... like it just would have been the Bronco got to meet the savages and they got kicked out. You know, which, which no, which no, no harm, no harm, no foul. So, so yeah, the tactical hero uh, uh, 
Bronco tries to hide him in the closet, and he couldn't get the door open in time. He got the keys there, started fiddling with it. They start trying to run away. Uh, but the jig is up. Radish comes, tells everybody to stop. He asks Bronco to explain. Bronco says he was just getting, getting him to leave. And as he says that, Radish looks over and sees the key. In was it? Did anybody see what kind of room this was? Did it say the projection booth? Is that what it said? Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, okay. Whatever he's trying to get this door open to hide him, but uh, the I'm keys were there. So, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was quite obvious that he was trying to help. Radish says he's very disappointed in Mr. Davis. Uh, Lucy tries to pick up for him and say it wasn't his fault. But Radish tells Lucy to shut up. Tells Bronco that to go into my office and the rest of you are out. So Bronco gives Lucy a real cold stare as you as she walks by. And um, one other thing I said, they should have let Joey get his notes. I mean, he was there anyway. Let him at least get his notes, give him a, a fighting chance on this test. But uh, fortunately, I don't think he did. Caitlin, the next thing you see, Caitlin bitching to Maya about her uh, parents. Uh, calls her mom naive for believing her dad won't cheat again. Uh, Maya is again trying to be the voice of reason while she's feeding her rats or a hamster or whatever it is. <laughs> Was it hamsters? I guess probably was hamsters. Yeah, it is a hamster, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a gerbil. Yeah. She says she's going to live with Pat while she gets a job in an apartment. Maya's kind of being the voice of reason. Says, why don't you give your parents a chance? And that's it for that. Uh, Lucy's waiting by the invisible tree for Bronco. <laughs> uh, ask him what happened. Bronco says Radish doesn't believe him and will never trust him again. Other than that, real cool. Yeah. So Lucy apologizes. Bronco asks why she did it. And Lucy says it was dumb, which is not really explaining why she did it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, in this situation, I think you know, anyone probably would have done the same thing, right? They would have, it was one of these, oh, you promise. And I think that was the whole lesson of this show was like, you promise not to say anything. Oh, yeah, I won't say nothing. And, of course, everybody tells everybody. That's kind of what happens, right? I think this scene kind of shows Bronco's maturity a little bit, too. Like, he could just come out there and be like, what the fuck? You know, but instead, like, he seems, like, annoyed at her, but he also seems, like, sad. And I think, ultimately, he recognizes, like, it was him that fucked up. Yeah. He was the one that was supposed to not tell anybody. Yeah. So, he, I, I think that sh- sort of shows a sort of a growth and maturity that maybe we didn't see from characters in yeah, cause he seasons. Because Lucy suggests, you know, I can explain to Radich, and she's like, he's like, there's no point. It's too late, and he blamed himself. Said I shouldn't have told you, right? So yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. I think he lets Lucy out very easily. Yeah, I, you can easy. tell that he's 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 you know not thrilled, not super happy about it, obviously. But yeah, I think that he, instead of just like, you know, coming down on her super hard. <laughs> I think like what we're beating around the bush is that like Lucy's like way hotter than Bronco. Because <laughs> that's the core of this episode. Yeah, it's taken that, us a while, but we've gotten to the core point. Uh, yeah, the, Lucy is hotter than Bronco. Is that what yeah, you the, said? The yeah, moral the, of the story is: yeah, Degrassi was always about yeah, Degrassi is always about teachable moments. Like you know, don't have sex. You know, you could because there's lots of consequences. You get AIDS like and all. AIDS. Like, yeah, don't so, have sex, or you you'd either a get pregnant or b get AIDS. Yeah. So the moral of this story is. Uh, uh, Bronco had no business being with Lucy. So there you go. She's too hot for him. <laughs> Good lesson for everybody. Lucy says she shouldn't have told Erica after Bronco says she shouldn't have told her. A horn blows and a big limo pulls up and the savages arrive. Uh, they run up to the fence and they're looking at him. And Lucy says, there they are. And Bronco says, and here we are. And what a sweet limousine it is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever 
get to set foot in one of those sweet, sweet limos. Because I never did, and I was so jealous. I have never been in a limo. Like, I've been in a limo, but I've never been in one of those sweet-ass limos. I've never how, been how is this limo better or any different than a regular limo? Oh, it's, it's like uh, it's like, white. <laughs> 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 Haven't you ever been in a white limo? Makes all yeah. the difference. Yeah, exactly. The interior is so different. So, uh, yeah. what was everyone's final thoughts on this one? I thought, like I said, it was a good episode. It was didn't really move any plots along. It was really a, a standalone show that didn't uh, pretty light. I mean, uh, like it did. It did move the like Lucy. Bronco plot along because as as we all know, like they are a fairly significant couple in schools out, right? So like I feel like they this episode moved them along a little bit. Did For sure. Though? I felt like it just like, you know, Lucy made a mistake and Bronco like was like, Okay, that sucks. But like there wasn't like it, well, it there was no, like he no, didn't doubt. There's her. no real I know, there's no consequence to it. Like it could have like it could have not happened, and they'd be in the same place. In, in terms of the grassy, I think the the fact that Caitlin's parents are staying together was probably the biggest plot point for the for the episode. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was the biggest plot point, but I think it was a a key plot point. And I do think it was interesting how they decided to like amplify the fact that she is pissed off they're staying together, right? Yep. Like most kids would be grateful that their parents have found a way to like, like stick together. Right. Relieved or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, 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 I, I actually like it. Like I like that we see a character who's disappointed that they want to stay together. And cause yeah. she thinks they'd be better off apart. Yeah. yeah. Two words, two Christmases. What else do you need? <laughs> 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 she loves it. Yeah. Like, listen, it's so true. Like, my oldest, as you well know, like, he has two different families. He 100% cashes in on the two Christmases. Yep. Chaching, so, chaching. So, yeah. so the two plot lines, again, for the teachable moments was one, Lucy's hotter than Bronco. And number two is if your parents get divorced, you get two Christmases. So that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to, that's what they're going for in this episode, I think. Yeah, I think we captured <laughs> Totally, the moral that was, story. That was Johnny B's and Yan Moore's uh, uh, goal mm-hmm. with this one. Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's as good as any other explanation for this episode. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What I don't think learned, anybody so, could do yep. it. I don't think anybody could do it better. I think we pretty much <laughs> nailed it. <based> it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. What no. was the? Uh, I would like actually. My last request is for you to sing the Savages song. One more time. All right. Well, before I do that, just remember, uh, December 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Narbros and Broomheads, One Last Dance. We will be doing a live uh, feed broadcast of our last podcast. Uh, and as well, the kids' help phone, there's a link there. Go to Facebook, look it up, uh, Narbros and Broomheads, uh, and look up the kids' help phone and donate some money. Or you can go to GoFundMe.com, look for Narbros and Broomheads, and please do- donate to the kids' help phone. That would be excellent. It's a great cause, and we're halfway home to our five hundred dollar goal. Woo. And I'll take us out with rock and roll. Takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of your soul. Whoa! And we out. Podcast.
Rock Bye. and roll. We'll see you later. Oh my God. Maybe I would. I would walk around and got makeup. Don't you get caught like you.